divorce isn't such a tragedy a tragedy is staying in an unhappy marriage teaching your children the wrong things about love nobody ever died of divorce namaste and welcome to the fifth episode of bar at law divorce not a vice gracing today's episode we have with us miss nandita rao miss rao is amongst the women in law who are making a change with their presence while her exemplary career of 23 years boasts of her finesse of argumentation and wisdom presently serving as the additional standing counsel criminal for the government of delhi miss rao is also a columnist and writes regularly for the dna and indian express we are truly humbled by your assent to appear in this episode welcome to bar at law ma'am thank you before we begin to discuss the legislations governing divorce in india i would like to bring in some statistics which are to much dismay between the period of march 25th to may 31st 2020 which is clearly the beginning of the first lockdown 3 lakh 11477 cases of domestic violence were filed which were way more than that on record for the last 10 years there were helplines and signs and symbols during video calls which were introduced to save the woman from a violent counterpart two questions come to my mind first have we as a society moved on to accept that marriage often described as a sacrament an unending bond between the husband and wife has transitioned into a contract whereby one party can opt out with consent second how has the pandemic played a role to affect the statistics of divorce and break the taboo or vice which is often prefixed with it uh, so i think uh, the pandemic has put a lot of pressure on uh, uh, the mental and physical health of uh, all human beings and on all relationships be it employer employee be it family members and of course women have been under a lot of pressure because with everybody at home 24 hours and uh, in a lot of cases uh, domestic helpers not able to come the entire pressure of cooking cleaning looking after the children looking after the family has fallen on women on top of that many of them have had to do jobs simultaneously in many cases because of the job loss of the husband who sometimes is the single income owner the stress and strain of uh, financial problems has uh, resulted in violence in the homes so it's no surprise that uh, you know when people are confined and under so much strain uh it's not a surprise that mental and physical violence will increase and uh, the fact that people are reporting it and actually getting redressal is a positive sign both for the system uh my congratulations to the system that it was alive and working uh people had somewhere to complain and not just rot and suffer in their homes and uh, secondly my congratulations to women 
that uh, they did not feel that it is their lot just to be abused and tortured and they reached out for help so i take this to be a very good sign generally uh, women have less access to law to lawyers because uh, they cost money and legal services authority because especially housewives uh, they are not in the habit of going out traveling they don't know where the courts are uh, there is a you know apprehension and fear to go to the police station because it is mostly male dominated crimes against women cell are uh, now there but again everybody doesn't know where they are so yes i mean i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people uh, don't report uh, violence one because they can't second because often they have nowhere to go uh, their parental families are not ready to take them back so right. that is why they suffer violence right so as the saying was much popular in the pandemic that a divorced daughter is better than a dead daughter yeah i mean i should assume that uh, you know any any decent civilized society uh, would believe that and uh, you know uh, if their daughter is in distress then they should give them support uh, this is a, a, the, the, that's what being family means right right so if we come to the legislation part so in case of a marriage that has been solemnized between two hindus the hindu marriage act 1955 comes into play and section 13 of that concerned act enlists the grounds for divorce which the parties may plead in their petition it specifies the procedure that is to be followed it gives a distinction of contested divorce and mutual divorce so uh while explaining these types of divorce and the grounds available i would request you to walk us through the entire process of a divorce petition so basically uh, under hindu law and under the special marriage act there is a provision of mutual consent divorce which means that if both the husband and wife want to end their marriage they can through mediation which could be through the family members or through mediation provided by the courts uh, all uh, courts district courts and family courts and the high court have mediation centers they can come to an understanding with regard to the maintenance and child custody these are the two main issues uh, which uh, you know generally uh, a couple has to decide at the time of parting company if they both want a divorce so once they have settled this they can present a joint petition in the family court saying that on these terms and conditions we have agreed to get a divorce and the uh, family court satisfies itself that no party is under pressure and records their statement now uh, this mutual consent has to be done in two motions so you first present one motion and then after 6 month period you present the second motion but if for some reason the parties do not want to wait for 6 months or cannot wait for 6 months because one party has to leave for another city or uh, you know some financial transactions depend on the divorce coming through then you can move an application before the family court to consider waiving that 6 month period and the family court can waive that 6 month period 
now as far as a contested divorce is concerned where both parties are not willing one party wants a divorce and the other party does not want to give it right the party which is aggrieved and has suffered adultery as in if a wife is having an affair she cannot file for divorce on the grounds of adultery you can own the the no fault spouse can file for a divorce on one of the grounds against the spouse who is committing the fault so the grounds are cruelty which may be mental or physical adultery bestiality mental illness which is not uh, uh, treatable impotence and uh, you know uh, so these are the grounds on which you can apply for a divorce and the law by various judgments of the high court and supreme court have expanded the definition of cruelty there was a time when our courts used to say that refusing to wear a mangal sutra was a grounds of cruelty for the man but now you know the law has changed so much that the courts say that if a woman wants to work and the man does not let her work uh, then uh, i mean that is absolutely uncalled for and unfair and uh, is a ground of cruelty so our laws have expanded mental cruelty in a way that gives gender parity in marriages so for a contested divorce you can either get a absolutely free every woman has a right to a free lawyer irrespective of her income you could be earning any amount but you can go to the legal services authority in any district court in the high court in the supreme court and you can get an absolutely free of cost lawyer to represent you then you have to file a petition in the family court for divorce on one of the grounds you have to file all the supporting documents that uh, you know prove uh, the divorce that you want maybe telephone records maybe photographs maybe uh, letters maybe some oral witnesses that you have and if you have nothing then you just put your affidavit saying this is my lived experience then after considering uh, the grounds the court will issue notice to the other side and then the husband's family will come i mean the husband will come and file or the wife will come depending on who files for the divorce and first the court is obliged to try to mediate and resolve the matter either patch up the parties or get a settlement so they can part company by mutual consent if that fails then the court will give the other party an opportunity to file a reply after that evidence will be led and finally the court will pass an order whether you are entitled to divorce this is a longish process and takes 2 to 3 years but people do get a divorce many people who are wrongly uh, you know uh, harassed by their spouse for divorce often the court is satisfied that you have done no fault and they dismiss the divorce so uh, the process is a little slow but uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel okay so you just uh, quoted about how the judgments of the court have uh, expanded the scope of cruelty so yes. similarly uh, recently kerala high court 
recognized marital rape within the ground of cruelty available for divorce however marital rape as such is not criminalized so does the judicial decisions which are now viewing that consent equal partnership all these aspects are imperative so are they paving may way for a more progressive society is that right to say yeah certainly it's uh, absolutely correct to say and i have to tell you that uh, marital rape has never had the sanction of law simply because something is not a crime does not mean that in civil law for example if you uh, you know give somebody a loan and the person uh, refuses to pay you back it is not a crime but you do have a civil remedy to file a recovery suit and get your money back so this is a misconception that just because marital rape is not a crime under 376 uh you know a man has a right to uh, have sexual intercourse with his wife against her will and wishes uh supreme court way back in the 1970 if you um, know under hindu marriage act there is a section 9 a petition for restitution of conjugal rights right. which means if i leave my spouse without any reason my spouse can go to court and ask that you know my 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 husband or wife has left me without any reason direct them to come back and live with me so the supreme court had said that even if you win that decree that yes the court the family court holds that your spouse has left you without reason it is against article 21 you cannot force a person to live with anybody against their will but if you win a degree of restitution of conjugal rights and for one year the person does not join your company you can get a divorce uh, i hope that the listeners are able to understand right that there has never been a sanction in any civilized relationship or in law that rape is not cruelty it may not be criminalized as rape but it is certainly a ground for divorce it is cruelty and nobody can force just because i am somebody's wife i'm not even obliged to live with that person even without getting a divorce i can live separated from my husband so this is a misconception that just because it's not a crime it is not cruelty and i'm very glad kerala high court has written it in black and white that it is cruelty and in fact i think it is a crime it should be at least recognized as a crime under 498a as cruelty so uh, this is a very very good uh, step by kerala high court on that point ma'am i would uh, request you to explain that what is the difference between a couple living uh, separately under judicial separation and then before uh, and while they are awaiting a decree for divorce uh, see judicial separation is a decree in itself right. uh, it it is not a preliminary decree to divorce uh, there may be some couples who don't want to get divorced and uh, they would just like to be judicially separated 
probably the wife has some concerns that the husband is engaging in fraudulent transactions this that and the other and she does not wish to be responsible it could also be a trial because suppose you have a decree of judicial separation and you don't patch up then either party can apply for a divorce so judicial separation is a separate decree uh, the only difference is that if you are judicially separated you cannot marry again but once you get a decree for divorce you can marry again and uh, secondly inheritance if a divorced uh, spouse dies then the divorced wife is no longer a legal heir but a judicially separated wife will still be a legal heir but uh, according to me getting a judicial separation is just a waste of time because it takes as long as getting a divorce you can just be physically separated nobody forces you if you don't want to live with your spouse but you are not interested in getting a divorce you can just go and live separately and you can apply for maintenance under the domestic violence act so there is no requirement that just for maintenance or child custody you have to apply for a divorce okay so we just did talk about about how kerala high court has taken a step forward and written it in black and white that consent matters similarly the courts have in other judicial pronouncements also led way for new legislations for example the muslim personal law underwent a great change when supreme court declared that triple talaq also known as talaq e bidha is unconstitutional a legislation followed so how has it changed the dynamics of divorce in muslim personal law actually uh, muslim personal law never endorsed triple talaq uh, there are three judgments of supreme court and one of the judgments by justice joseph in fact acknowledges that uh, the sharia itself has said that uh, triple talaq is not the right way of giving talaq and it frowns upon that but nonetheless it was being practiced in india though it was not uh, it was already banned in uh, pakistan bangladesh and in middle eastern countries so it did not really have the sanction of uh, islam but uh, nonetheless it was being practiced so uh, it's a very good step by supreme court to say that in one sitting you cannot just say talaq 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 there is a procedure pr- prescribed in uh, the uh, sharia law which is that if you want to give a divorce to your wife you have to first separate from her you have to give her her entire uh, you know um, uh, her um, there's a particular amount which has to be given at the time of marriage and then you have to pronounce talaq once a month so the talaq has to be given not in one sitting but over a 3 month period for a man to a woman whereas a woman if she wants a divorce from a man she has to ask him for a khulla and when she takes a khulla she has to give up that amount which she is entitled to if he divorces her so in that sense muslim uh, law if it is correctly practiced the couple while parting company does not have to go to court the maintenance amount is already fixed at the time of marriage 
and uh, by consent they can do it outside the court also however if the man is not ready to give the woman a divorce the grounds for divorce are the same as hindu personal law cruelty adultery marriage uh, a second or third marriage without the consent of the first wife etc so the woman has to approach the family court in a suit for injunction seeking a declaration that her marriage should be ended okay so in that sense uh, unfortunately because the muslim community is a small minority so the law is not very well known uh, you know and uh, just the old practices uh, of divorce are being followed secondly domestic violence act is a secular act a woman of any religion can approach the court for maintenance or child custody under the domestic violence act so uh, once the process of divorce has started what ha- what change has come in the recent years is in the process of mediation and the role it is playing like uh, apart from section 2322 of the act uh it is also mandated by order 32a rule 3 of cpc section 9 of the family court act so why exactly there is so much stress on the process of mediation from a complaint of domestic violence that is filed in the police station which may end up to be a divorce petition from or the court ordering uh, for mediation so why has this process been stressed upon at every stage see mediation uh, is always good the the goal of any dispute is uh, one to resolve the dispute second to ensure that the resolution is just it should not be that the powerful party just bullies the party which is less powerful so uh, sometimes in society uh you know uh, this uh, justice does not come therefore the less powerful party goes to a court and says look this is the dispute between us you resolve it so what the courts have done is in the legal in the court it is only lawyers who get to speak and the, they can only decide on legal grounds whereas the parties don't get to speak at all they are not heard at all and there could be many other like in a in a divorce maybe a woman all she wants is an apology from the husband or all she wants is an assurance that her children will be looked after but in the legal process uh, you know or sometimes all she wants is that her husband should go to alcoholics anonymous and she is ready to you know patch up the marriage but the legal process is formal it does not have space for all these kinds of negotiations whereas mediation is a space where the client is king not the lawyer so where the dispute is between family members there are a lot of emotions involved and also uh, you know when you are fighting a family law dispute you are fighting with people you love your father your brother your husband so it is a double uh, you know double pressure on the woman who's fighting because not only do you have to go out and fight 
you are fighting against the people who normally would give you security protection and help so mediation is a soft system in which the mediator and the court system helps the powerless but they give you a voice you are not drowned by the lawyers and you know a formal system you are given a voice your concerns are heard and the 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 solution is tailor made for each case there is no set format uh, given by the law uh, you know any any kind of settlement can be arrived at as long as it's morally sound so therefore in family matters mediation is a very suitable mechanism okay and so uh, what how many rounds of uh, mediation does a couple normally go through before the decree is finalized there is no such uh, you know uh, time limit prescribed it could take 2 3 years to settle a dispute it could get settled in two sittings but the mediation center is absolutely free of cost so the mediators will give you as many sittings as is required but the effort is to try to bring both parties to a realization that it is they who have to give and take and if they do it it's it's good for them but see there are some cases which cannot be mediated for example dowry debt so uh, this type of a case uh, you know even if the girl's family wants to forgive in lieu of some kind of financial settlement for the children this is harmful for society because there is no price on uh, the life of a person so there are some things even in family matters which take a criminal color uh, which uh, are not uh, put to mediation so before a decree of divorce is finalized it is essential that a maintenance amount or alimony is fixed by the court now again there are various statutes that come to our mind when the issue of maintenance is raised while section 125 of crpc section 20 of the domestic violence act section 18 of the hindu adoption act direct a husband to maintain his wife section 25 of the hindu marriage act is gender neutral and simply states that the partner who is in a capacity to support the other shall pay maintenance so how is it to be decided which statute applies each statute has a separate court the hindu marriage act and the hindu adoption and maintenance act uh, goes to the family court whereas the domestic violence act you have to go to the court of a magistrate and uh, 125 crpc also you have to go to a court of a magistrate so depending on the circumstance of a woman suppose a woman does not want a divorce but she wants to apply for maintenance and she also needs it urgently then she can go under the domestic violence act to a magistrate's court but suppose she wants a divorce and she wants alimony then she would approach the family court in a divorce petition under section 13 and a interim maintenance application under section 24 and a alimony application under 25 so it depends on which court the woman approaches that statute is applied and you can even approach more than one court 
then while deciding your alimony they take into consideration what you are already getting under a different court order okay and how common is it to see cases where women pay maintenance to their husbands it's not very common but uh, i have seen one or two cases where husbands have applied but in the law of maintenance you have to prove a need and mostly in a patriarchal society men are educated they have property and uh, if they are not earning it is out of choice whereas uh, a woman is mostly not earning because she has been forced not to work despite being educated but in some cases even highly educated women are refused maintenance by the court because the court says you can work please work unless you know there are small children or there's some other handicap so generally men even though uh, section 24 and 25 hindu uh, adopt uh, hindu Main, uh, marriage act is gender neutral right but normally men don't get maintenance because they really don't have any reason for not working and earning okay so uh, once a divorce petition is finalized a decree is passed we, it does bring about a division a division in the ownership rights in the possession rights of a couple and as you said if the couple have children so how does the court decide upon the custody of children so custody of the children world over is decided on the welfare of the children that's the only principle and in a mutual consent of course the parties can sit across the table and decide themselves who the children will live with and uh, you know how much how the holidays will be shared you can have a uh, equation that the children uh, if the children are living with one party then they have visitation with the other party but when you go to court then both parties try to justify to the judge that look the children will be happier and better looked after with me and uh, in this how much income you earn is really not relevant because the court can direct the man the man can't say look my wife doesn't earn anything so let the children be with me because the court will say that no you pay her maintenance for the children but the wishes of a child are important once the child is of an intelligible age which is generally after 5 children under 5 are normally given to the mother unless the father can show that the mother has some serious problem alcoholism or something that makes her incapable of caring and after 5 the wishes of the child the welfare of the child which parent is better able has been the primary caretaker these are the things the court takes into consideration and also the court wants to see that whoever is spending more time with the child is a mature person who does not color the mind of the child against the other person okay and at what age are these children supposed to be a major in the eyes of law 18 18 itself okay so ma'am with this we come to the end segment of today's episode thank you so much for agreeing to grace this episode your experience and expertise has brought clarity to many questions and procedures of law so i would like to ask you that is there any word of advice that you would like to give first to the couples who are contesting divorce and second to their counsels uh so i would just say that it is very very difficult to be getting divorced 
you are emotionally hurt and uh, financially also disturbed and uh, so give yourself a break forgive yourself even if you you know lose your cool sometimes and uh, you know uh, try to think where you would like to be 10 years hence rather than being in the moment and thinking about uh, you know uh, taking revenge or feeling insecure try to visualize where you would like to be 10 years hence and do the things that you feel will bring you that result so try to be goal oriented and uh, with regard to lawyers of course i feel matrimonial law is the most difficult practice you are a counselor you are a psychologist uh, and you are a lawyer so uh, i mean all i would uh, suggest to matrimonial lawyers is uh try to protect yourself from emotional uh, uh, you know abuse by your clients uh try to make them understand that you are a professional you are not their punching bag you are not their emotional support and uh, also try to make them understand that this too shall pass and uh, you know sometimes be considerate and compassionate in your fees because uh, they are going through a difficult time and uh, be fair to the court and try to see that the matters are settled until we meet again i leave you with a thought while you rewatch your favorite american sitcom friends this time do think about how an on screen portrayal of a three time divorced character brings about a change in societal perception but would it still be as funny and acceptable if the character was a woman